Welcome to Food for Thought, the health promotion podcast that talks about anything and everything as it pertains to health. I'm Carissa McKay, one of the health promotion specialists in Edmonton, and on this month's episode, I'm pleased to be joined by one of the mental health team members at the MFRC, Ange Vidic, who is the family liaison officer and recent new member of the Family Violence Advisory Team, to talk about the Healthy Relationships Campaign, which is October 16th to 27th this year. Welcome, Ange. Great to have you here today. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So first off, I'd like to acknowledge that you are our very first MFRC guest, and it's great to be able to talk to you today about this campaign, which has actually been going on for several years now. Well, I'm absolutely honored. So hopefully the bar is raised a little higher by the end of this episode <laughs> if any of my coworkers try and snag a spot for next time. Absolutely. I'm sure you're going to totally kill it. So to get us started, let's start with what your role is at the MFRC. And maybe if you can tell us a little bit about what the mental health team at the MFRC does and how people can access those services. So in my role at the MFRC as the family liaison officer, essentially it's a mental health based role working with families and loved ones who are transitioning out of the military due to an illness, injury or death. I provide services such as counseling, information gathering and referral, as well as support navigating systems and agencies if needed. As a member of the mental health team, I provide those same services to families and loved ones of members in general on an intake basis. Our team consists of mental health professionals that are registered with their appropriate body and on top of the mentioned services, we also create and facilitate programming for families that we run at the MFRC. So these programs are mental health and wellness based. For example, we have our mini coping skills virtual program for kiddos, and that's kind of if they're needing some guidance on emotional regulation, coping skills or strategies. We also have our mindfulness coaching sessions for adults who feel like they benefit from some cognitive behavioral therapy and mindfulness-centered skills to help with anxiety and wellness in general. Last but not least is our popular mom support group, which is a program for expecting moms to help them bond and learn with each other, as we have speakers and presenters that attend these fairly often as well. The MFRC is basically a one-stop shop. They can access the mental health team's intake by either walking into the MFRC and asking for the worker on intake calling the reception desk or reaching out through our intake email. Awesome. And I will put all that information in the speaker's note so listeners can find you in all of those different ways. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And I know that sometimes we think that everyone knows who we are and where we're at and what we do, but it's always surprising when it turns out that that's not actually the case. And so I like to make sure that folks have as much information as possible to be able to access all the great resources and tools that do, in fact, exist. And I know that perhaps we're a little biased in health promotion because we like to try to get as far upstream as possible, and that doesn't always happen, believe me. But when it comes to something like the Healthy Relationship Campaign, this is clearly an upstream move. So the campaign focuses on helping people identify what a healthy relationship actually looks like, directs people to tools and strategies that will encourage them to start working at maintaining that healthy relationship. I call it taking care of the grass in your own front yard. And we give examples in the form, well, we don't actually give examples, but there's lots of examples in the campaign that are stories and videos about couples who have made it through some tough stuff and provides, again, those resources for people to reach out to if it seems like things are getting a little bit tough or they need some advice on how to manage after a return from deployment or difficulty adjusting after a posting. So that's how we sort of play into the Healthy Relationships campaign. How are you trying to integrate the messaging from that campaign into your work and also at the same time highlight what's going on with the campaign? Well, the campaign itself comes with so many great tips and tools for navigating healthier relationships, like the intimate relationship continuum, for example. We use a continuum model in general with our families to help gauge a number of situations, right? It's easy and helpful to be able to understand where you or someone else is at by using a meter type of tool, even with kids. 
The intimate relationship continuum in the campaign is specifically great as there are a lot of examples for what would fall under the green being healthy, yellow struggling, orange unhealthy, and red abusive. This is helpful because a lot of people have trouble identifying where their relationship is at on the continuum as they're so overwhelmed and engulfed by the relationship itself. Going through the examples and saying them out loud puts a lot of things in perspective. Some other situations that we often come across with our families are also highlighted in the campaign. For example, preparing for absences or preparing to have the member return. And there are even things the campaign touches on that some families don't necessarily think they need to focus on just yet, such as talking to your children, specifically teenagers, about what healthy relationships are and look like, be it romantic or just with friends, things like that. Amazing. So when I was looking up the history of the campaign as we know it today, I found a great article from the Journal of Military Veteran and Family Health written by Carly Rob Jackson and Sandra Campbell in 2022. This is a direct quote from the lay summary, and it says, The Healthy Relationships campaign is a unique social media campaign centered on positive behavior changes, inspiration, and sharing of real military family stories. The campaign seeks to shift the narrative from previous anti-family violence messaging to rather promoting positive, healthy, and equitable relationships. I think that this summarizes perfectly not only what the objectives of the campaign are, but also that it is the direction all messaging needs to focus on all year. Clearly, this is important, but it's as important that people can get the help and support they need when things are starting to get tense or difficult. So where does the MFRC and your team fit into that, both perhaps from that preventative role and also when people are needing help when things maybe aren't going as well as it could be? What a great quote, honestly, and absolutely. As a team, we prefer to get involved in a preventative role, of course. We have the skills and resources to support families when the tension starts to build and some red flags begin to get noticed. We have a wide range of agencies outside of our own that we support referrals to, but we also support these families with one-to-one counseling sessions where we provide whatever they need in that moment, be it coping skills and strategies, a listening ear, or validation and reassurance. We also pride ourselves on our confidentiality and competency when working with these families, which only adds to that rapport. We have also supported a number of families during the aftermath, if you will. We provided connections to legal resources, as well as other information pieces these clients will need in order to move forward after a family violence situation. We've worked closely with clients who are in need of emergency protection orders and restraining orders, as well as relocation or system navigation as a potentially single parent now. We've also supported in advocating for these families through the legal system or through their interactions with law enforcement, etc. We don't necessarily provide acute crisis support, however, we do support families through crisis by pointing them in the right direction and helping where we can. When people hear healthy relationships, they tend to focus solely on the parent or the couple, but we support any type of relationship at any point in time. Sibling relationships, parent-child relationships, friendships, the list goes on. I think that that's really important. Mm-hmm. And I think that people also forget that the MFRC, in terms of relationships, isn't just about family. And so a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm just a single guy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't apply to me. Yeah. And we're definitely trying to kind of bridge that miscommunication right now, especially with the team that we have here at the MFRC currently. We're really focused on just spreading that word that, you know, single members have family too. And exactly. We support family and loved ones, yeah. not just spouses and kids. That's right. That's, yeah. that's so important. And as in a lot of things, it's all in the name, right? Yeah. Like military family exactly. resource center. People are like, oh, well, that doesn't apply to me. But yeah, you come from a family. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, just like with a lot of our health promotion content in the core areas that we work in, it's hard, I think, for people to acknowledge that they don't fully have things under control. Denial is a really popular place. (laughs) 
for a lot of people, whether that's with respect to how they're managing stress or anger or to admit that they're having a hard time dealing with their relationship for whatever the reason. And like, let's face it, life right now is super stressful. So between all the military stresses, finances, postings, there's a lot that can give people cause to have struggles, even if the relationship in and of itself is still good. There's just a lot that people have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But it's that stigma that is still so prevalent that becomes that real barrier for people to overcome so that they can actually nip those things in the proverbial bud and get the help they need earlier rather than later. Are you also finding that stigma is still a tough nut to crack? And if so, what are you doing to try to be there in a way that makes it more likely that people will come to you when it hasn't reached that crisis point? Or do you still find that there's still a lot of folks that are at that place of desperation when they do finally come? Definitely. I think especially when working with the defense community, there's already a greater stigma at play for our members to be strong and, you know, get over it, brush it off, don't break, don't cry, man up. That is so ingrained in their day to day. And we cannot expect the families of these members not to embody these quote unquote expectations as well. With stigma comes shame and the idea of airing out your dirty laundry, so to speak, even if you're asking for help, really hinders some necessary work in that window for prevention work to be successful. A lot of the times we're finding that people in these specific situations are reaching out when they're at the end of their rope already. However, we also have situations where someone will come to us for, you know, some mental health supports and counseling for an initial concern. And then through our sessions, as we're unwrapping, that there are some bigger things going on as well. This is how we are able to really start supporting and nipping it in the bud, as you said. And in so many cases, it's in those conversations, those ensuing conversations after the rapport has been developed Mm -hmm. and people have a trust. Yeah, that's it's like the we use this example all the time, you know, a military member or I mean any man really like not trying to paint anybody with a big general brush (laughs) there or anything. But like they finally go to the doctor and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, my elbow really hurts. And oh, yeah, by the way, I haven't slept through the night in six months. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it's those kinds of scenarios. And when you have had the opportunity to meet with a person and develop that comfort and that safe space and and all of those things. And that's when it starts to be able to come out. I think that that's so powerful and it's just so great. And I think the more rapport that we build, the more confidence we have as these counselors to kind of prompt some of those pieces too, right? As opposed to just, you know, sometimes it's great to be a sounding board and listening to people vent, but sometimes when you have that rapport, you're really able to kind of push some of those pieces that maybe you wouldn't if your counseling relationship, right, wasn't already built upon some of that initial rapport. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just goes to show that it, as with everything, there is a bit of a process Mm -hmm. and it's not always going to be that like magic bullet Mm -hmm. solution, right? With the social media piece making up the majority of the focus of the campaign and trying to steer people to the resources that they can access locally, regardless of where they are across the country, what is your advice to people to better engage with the content and try to make it meaningful and practical and accessible? I think just like everything on social media, this type of content is what you make of it, right? So when looking into resources, I always tell people no harm, no foul when it comes to reaching out and asking questions. The worst thing that can happen from a resource and information perspective is that that specific resource is not the right fit for you, in which case we look elsewhere. Best case scenario, the content and resources being advertised are exactly what you did or even didn't know you needed, but you won't know unless you ask the questions and reach out. Absolutely. Interestingly, and not unironically, since the shift was made from the take a stand branding 
to the focus on healthy relationships in 2019, we've had to contend with the pandemic in the middle of that and to try to find ways to reconnect or rebuild the relationships with the members who are trying to work on their relationships. Has the COVID hangover in terms of its impacts on our collective mental well-being and the loss of connection been tough to recover from, from your perspective in terms of the work that you do? And how are you trying to re-reach out to members and particularly their families? And are you able to leverage technology and the fact that sometimes it's nice to be able to do things from your own home virtually rather than having to try to find childcare or travel to base or whatever? That was a lot of questions, so <laughs> feel free to... <laughs> Tackle those as you can remember them. Okay, I think I got this. So our team can definitely feel the COVID hangover and the way that it's lingering in different aspects of people's day-to-day lives. Many mental health services have switched over to virtual counseling as a direct result of COVID and have continued to provide services this way after the fact. You know, be it due to finding virtual services easier to provide or simply just routine now. That's one of the great things about our counseling services. We predominantly handle client care and counseling on an in-person basis, with the option for video and phone sessions based on the family's need at the time. There's just something so much more personal and comfortable about having these conversations in person, especially when the breakthroughs happen. Such a wonderful moment for the clients, but also for us to see the wheels turning in person. There's also a sense of security in being able to offer our sessions on other platforms if it fits the family's need at the time, such as like you mentioned with childcare, travel, etc. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's one of the big takeaways over the last several years is that we really need to lean on one another. Right. Like however that looks, whether that's being able to flex between in person and virtual or to be able to lean on one another, including professionally and how we do our jobs, getting out of or better yet, breaking down those silos and working collaboratively at all those different levels with different groups, agencies and organizations. The more we can be that no door is the wrong door approach to helping people, I think the better it is. It makes it so much more barrier free, I think, Mm -hmm. for people. So who are some of those other key players that listeners should be aware of that can also help them when they're looking for support to keep their relationships going and growing strong? I'm glad you asked. Part of being on the FAT committee allows us to really dive deep in finding additional resources that we might not otherwise have. For example, we have English and French programs for module-based healthy relationship courses that couples can do on their own time together. The Holy Tight program and the tailor-made tune-up for couples. Our deployment coordinator offers a road to mental readiness program for pre and post deployment to help maintain a healthy relationship before, during, and after a work-related absence, as well as a Padre on base who offers a program with the five love languages in collaboration with the MFRC. We also have community partnerships with a wide range of agencies, and as a team, we've compiled a number of community resources, agencies, organizations, as we come by them for all areas like Legal, mental health, education, childcare, and tons of others. Some great ones that focus on the families as a whole are Strongest Families and Triple P Parenting. During our initial intake and potentially initial counseling sessions, we get a good sense of where families are needing support, even if they can't identify themselves. Whether they need a referral for some in-home parenting support, some more complex mental health services, or referrals to family counseling, or relationship-based programs and resources. I didn't have any idea that there was all of those things available. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing that people have access to those kinds of things. They just need to know to come here Mm -hmm. to talk to you folks to get all that good (laughs) intel. So how do people access the campaign materials or find out what the social media campaign is all about? 
People can access the campaign materials on the CFMWS website under Healthy Relationships. During the month of October, the MFRC and MFS social media platforms will be active in promoting the campaign. Also, during the campaign, the FVAT will have posters and banners advertising and promoting the campaign as well. So as long as families are keeping their eyes and ears open for us, they will hopefully have all the information they need to understand and access the campaign. And I'm just going to put a little plug in there that one of the things we're going to be doing in two different locations is at the gym and in the mixed dining hall, we're going to have kind of a display of the banners set up with some resources and it's going to be kind of like one of those where you walk through a museum and you can read all of the things and you kind of just do it on your own time. So it's just really short. Cool. And it, yeah, so those are going to be in those two locations. Uh, we're going to figure out exactly how that's going to look. But those are the places <laughs> that it's going to be. So if you're going to the gym or going to eat, or even if you're not, come check out those two locations for that information because I think that you'll have all of those things literally laid out at your fingertips. Ange, thank you so, so much for being here today and talking about a topic that is timely, important, and probably very meaningful to all of you at the mental health team, as well as to all our members out there who have those additional challenges when it comes to prioritizing relationships while navigating really organization-specific lifestyles and careers. Any final thoughts you would like to share with the listeners? Agreed. Honestly, to wrap it up here, I just wanted to encourage people to take stock of the health of their relationships, whether that be with their partner, friends, family, or self. Obtaining and maintaining healthy relationships is not always easy, but there are resources out there to support. At the MFRC, we do our best as a team to meet everyone where they're at at that time in their life and take a client-led approach to supporting whatever the current needs are at that time and discussing needs they may face in the future that they may not be aware of in the moment either. In conclusion, I suppose what I'm trying to say is we are happy and more than willing to support our military families through their hardships and hopefully leave them feeling less alone, confused, and worried than when they came in. Amazing. That's awesome. I think that officially you have raised the bar, so (laughs) yay yay you. (laughs) And that is a great, that's a perfect conclusion. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate your reminding folks about all of those pieces. And thanks, as usual, to all of you listeners out there. Do check out the website. I'll put all of those pieces into the show notes. And remember that relationships take work every day. We can't take them for granted, and we all benefit when we prioritize taking care of how we interact with those who need the most to us. Join us again next month, but in the meantime, take care, stay healthy, and we'll see you on the flip-flop.